Lord bless each of you. It's great to be together today uh, to worship. It's good to be able to express ourselves before the Lord. Uh, before we uh, get underway uh, here with sermon, uh, I, I do want to report uh, that uh, our window is coming. But in, <laughs> I did talk with a lady this week. Uh, we look for that uh, next month for sure. I made a promise. I don't uh, generally uh, have people do that, but uh, I, I lift that up only to say that we have been uh, treated to some uh, beautiful scenes, and today is not an exception. The clouds kind of moving uh, through and by, and the sun coming up. Uh, it has been particularly profound uh, here during this 8:30 worship. So, all good stuff. We uh, we are thankful for God's uh, creative power and for uh, the the ways that he shows himself through his creation. Almost every week, I have some reason to head uh, downstairs to the basement of the church, that area literally right below the, the sanctuary. And when I do, I, uh, I notice notes that are on the whiteboards down there. They almost always have to do with the Bible. There's no doubt that those who are studying the Bible, whether on Sunday mornings or during the week are really digging in. And I'm proud and, and thankful for the work that you are doing. Your time with Scripture is well spent. And I know that you feel the very same way. It is good to make a regular practice of studying Scripture. It is one essential way of staying in love with God. We, we said the same last Wednesday during our men's uh, small group. We, we asked ourselves, what are some of the things that we can do to, to stay in love with God? Bible study was, was one of those that was really right at the top of the list. We'd all do well to stay at it when it comes to reading the Bible. The psalmist always says the same in, um, in Psalm 119. You might know Psalm 119 is the longest of the 150 psalms. It is also the longest chapter in the Bible. Psalm 119 is effectively a devotional that lifts high the Word of God. In Psalm 119, we are encouraged not only to devote ourselves to the Word, but more importantly, to the God of the Word. Our goal in reading Scripture, in being, uh, being confronted by Scripture, inspired by Scripture, is to meet the God of Scripture. As we close out our sermon series on the vision and values of the church, we, we end things with a, a last word about Scripture. As I've said often, last words are, are oftentimes the most important. Regardless, I intentionally chose the core value of being biblically based to wrap up our series. I did that to, to emphasize just how important being based in Scripture really is. That's certainly the case whether it involves us as individuals or corporately as a church. Today we read Psalm 119, verses 105 through 112. 
It is a good word about how God's word is a guide for our lives. Let's hear then Psalm 119, verses 105 through 112. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous laws. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, Lord, according to your word. Accept, Lord, the willing praise of my mouth and and teach me your laws, though I constantly take my life in my hands. I will not forget your law. The wicked have set a, a snare for me, but I have strayed from your precepts. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. May God bless the reading of this, his holy word. And may he bless us as we seek to now take our lives and apply them to this word. I've been using that response to the reading of God's word for quite some time now. It, it seems to sum up, at, at least for me, what we attempt to do in response during a time of, of, of preaching or sermon. Early on, I, I used to, to say, may God bless the reading of his holy word. And, as we, and now, as we seek God's blessing, we long to apply our lives to that word. I was checked by... A, a, a dear friend after worship um, uh, some uh, years ago about that phrase, about us seeking to apply that word to our lives. And she said, we, we really should be, what we really should be doing is taking our lives and applying that to the, to the word, not the opposite. And I saw her point. There is a difference between, between uh, uh, taking the word and applying it to our lives and taking our lives and applying it to the word. Some might view that as nothing more than a splitting of hairs. It is right to present ourselves before God's word. It's right to do that every time. It's important to let it speak into our lives. And of course, it is always important in light of the Word, to let God's Word do with us what it will. In other words, to, to let God move to where we find ourselves transformed into the sort of people that God desires us to be. In a word, when we read Scripture, we need to let God transform us. So to explain that a, a bit more, we're getting a new neighbor in our, uh, in our little circle of homes just off North Buckeye. They're building a brand new home. This, this past week, they poured the, the footer for that new home. The first step for the foundation people was to build the, the forms where the concrete would go. The day the concrete was, was poured, it flowed within the bounds of those forms. Life that, that seeks to, to, to flow within the bounds of Scripture is always blessed and always 
benefits. Taking our lives and applying it to the Word of God. I I believe this about Scripture. It is authoritative for life. It has certainly made a difference in my life, I I can assure you. At a very early age, through Scripture, I learned about God and His dealings with His people. Through Scripture, I I learned about the the good news of Jesus Christ. As I got older, through through Scripture, I found God speaking. Sometimes the the words of Scripture just seemed to, to leap off the page. I learned a long time ago that when it comes to reading Scripture, read until you hear from God. It has been my honor each and every week uh, to, to expand, expand upon God's Word through, through preaching. It's been one of the highest honors of my life. I am thankful for every opportunity to, to study the Bible in, in small groups. I can't begin to tell you how effective regularly reading the Bible has, has uh, had upon my life personally. Preaching has afforded me uh, the opportunity to, to really dig into Scripture. The, the more I learn, though, the more I reckon that I only have begun to scratch the surface. Now, I've got to tell you, seminary taught me a, a lot about Scripture, but it wasn't until I, I regularly began to teach Disciple Bible study, and many of you have, have been a part of a disciple Bible study, that the whole of Scripture came into clear view from the very beginning to the very end. It was through disciple that, that really I began to have that grasp of the whole of Scripture. I look back with fondness at leading disciple Bible study here at St. John. We did that on Tuesday mornings and Tuesday evenings. It was a wonderful experience, year in, year out. Years later, at another church, I helped lead an early Saturday morning men's Bible study that convened at the gosh awful hour of 6.30 in the morning. It was always a stretch getting out of, uh, out of bed on, uh, on Saturday mornings uh, to head to that Bible study. And in fact, for the first half hour of it, I, I felt like I was just kind of sleepwalking, and then I would really start to engage. I teamed up with an engineering professor from the University of Louisville who literally studied every word that we read. I was alongside to share how what we read really applied to life. We made a good team. Personally, the Bible has been a a constant companion all through, for which I am thankful. One of my earliest memories was from Sunday school and hearing about the life of Jesus. I've been formed by Scripture, inspired by Scripture, and challenged by Scripture. Regarding the church and the ministry of the church, I've come to realize that Scripture is a necessary foundation. I hope that you have, uh, have felt that from, from me, as I not only have shared from this space, but in, but in, in other ways, that, that Scripture really is foundational to who we are and what we're about. 
Scripture gives definition to who we are as a church. If Scripture is not front and center in defining who we are and what we're about, then sooner or later we're we're simply going to find ourselves making it up as we go along. Many of these days are guilty of doing just that, regrettably. Paul writes to his, uh, his young protege, Timothy, about such things. He, he writes in Second uh, Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So the one who professes faith in God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That sort of thing applies not only to each of us as individuals, but to the church as well. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It it penetrates even the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and, and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Scripture has a way of of, of doing that. As we study, we we know that Scripture hits to the the very depth of of who we are. The Word of God does have a way of, of getting to the heart of things, whether it involves an individual or the church as a whole. We live under the authority of Scripture. Scripture is is not to be put aside when deemed inconvenient. It shouldn't be uh, left on the shelf when we'd much rather go our own way. And it shouldn't be the last app selected when so many other things are appealing right there on the screen of of our computer or on our phone. The authority of Scripture stands as both a a guard and a guide. From our Scripture today, we, we read, The wicked have set a snare for me, but I have not strayed from your precepts. The psalmist is, is keenly aware of the temptations to do other than what God desires. We are bombarded by such temptations. They come seemingly almost every moment of of every day. It's just the way it is living in an increasingly secular society. God's Word provides a sure anchor that will keep us from going too far afield. It, It points the way and keeps us on the straight and narrow. Scripture is that effective. God's Word provides the necessary strength to meet whatever challenges come our way. The Word of God has a way of speaking into our lives, saying the exact things that we need to hear in a given moment. My wife Cheryl is famous for writing down scriptures that have spoken to her. And she puts them on uh, note cards and and post-its, And I've got to tell you, those things are spread all over the house. She reads them all the time. Those cards and and post-its are are present uh, as I make my way through the house. And and I've got to tell you, I read them as well, and I find myself uh, built up and edified by them also. J. 
Jesus shares at the end of the Sermon on the Mount about a man who built his house on the sand. The house stood, that is, until the rains and the wind came. Another man chose, wisely chose to build his house not on the sand, but on the rock. So that when the wind and the rains came, that house would stand. Jesus says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is built on that solid rock. God's Word has a powerful way of grounding our lives. Your Word is a, is a lamp for my feet and light on my path, says the psalmist in, in Psalm 119, 105. In what is an increasingly dark world, it is good to have the light of God's Word guiding us. In this beloved verse, the psalmist affirms the critical place God's Word has in our lives and the life of the church. It is indeed a light. Without the Word, we'll, we'll find ourselves groping in the darkness. It'll just happen if we fail to keep Scripture front and center. The image of a, of a lamp for my feet would be quickly understood by those during the day in which it was written. It was not un, uncommon to, to literally strap a light on the lower part of your leg or on one's foot so that the, the next step could be illuminated. It's good to know that Scripture guides our every step. A light on my path refers to a lantern that uh, that offered light uh, a bit further than just the next step. It was held and, and would illuminate the, the path further down. Scripture has a way of setting direction for our lives. It not only informs our lives, but has a way of, of molding us into the sort of people that God wants us to be. We can all be thankful that the light God provides through Scripture never goes out and cannot be extinguished. As Methodists, we, we borrow from our founder, John Wesley, uh, when it comes to such things. He, he talks about what has been termed uh, the Wesleyan quadrilateral. Uh, Albert Outler, the great Methodist theologian, historian, uh, coined that phrase. Wesley talked about the importance of Scripture, tradition, reason, and experience in making decisions about uh, things theological, in, in, in those things informing our lives and the direction that they take. Scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. These, these four, they have great effect upon who we are and what we're about. While I affirm all four of those, it's, it's very clear to me 
that one stands far and away above the others. And as you might guess, it would be Scripture. In fact, I uh, have often likened the, the Wesleyan quadrilateral, as it is, uh, as it is called, to, to Secretariat's run into the 1973 Belmont Stakes. If you remember or if you've, you've heard, Secretariat was, uh, was, was first in that race going away. It was one of the most thrilling horse races that I, uh, I ever witnessed. Scripture is the Secretariat of the Wesleyan Quadrilateral. It stands first going away. As Methodists, we also borrow from John Wesley when he says this, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, clarity. We affirm that and seek to, to live into that. Again, in essentials, unity, and non-essentials, liberty, in all things, clarity. The rub comes particularly these days, in deciding what the essentials are and who determines what those essentials really are. For me, that's where Scripture becomes so important. I am content, if not challenged, to live in the light of the whole of Scripture, even as challenging, and believe me, as challenging as, as that can be. I am glad that this Bible, and it's the Bible that I, uh, I primarily use, has, has not been gathering dust. I am thankful that over time it has become sort of tattered and torn. And really it's uh, held together not by bailing twine, but, but by an awful lot of tape. I'm glad, though, that it's in a way sort of falling apart. Not its content, but certainly the integrity of this book, if you will. I praise God that He has spoken to me through Scripture. And I look forward with excitement to what He will say well into the future. God continues to speak. In fact, for me, just as with you, I could have read a passage a hundred times and then go back to it, and God speaks in a different way, a way that informs my life in the, in the present day. For that, I am thankful. I am thankful for God's Word, for me as an individual, and for the life of this church. So you, um, you keep marking up the, the whiteboards. Keep studying in your small groups. Keep reading in your times of devotion and, and, and Bible study. Remember, God's every desire is to speak through His Word. And hence, we desire to be biblically based. Let's pray together. God, thank you 
Thank you for blessing us in your scripture. Thank you for uh, touching us as you do as we uh, read uh, your word. We pray, Lord, that we are uh, diligent, disciplined in our study of scripture, all with a, a deep longing to stay in love with you. God, it is our prayer that we would meet you in Scripture, and that you would bless our lives by your very presence as we read your holy word. Thank you, God, for being with us in so many ways, for sharing your grace uh, through, uh, through, through many avenues. We thank you for offering your grace through Scripture. Bless and keep us, we pray, each of us as individuals. Touch us, Lord, we pray as, fam as families. And God, we pray that you anoint us with your deep and abiding power as we join together as a congregation, seeking to make a difference by following Christ, offering hope, serving others, and loving everybody. This prayer we make in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.